What is going on, everybody? We are back for another episode of the ABJ Podcast, episode 87, closing in on that 100, but we will not be hitting that episode 100 mark before the end of this season. Uh, season one will end, I think, around episode 96 or 7, I think. I could be wrong, but uh, we will be ending this season at the end of this year and coming back with season two at the beginning of 2024. So I'm very excited. Tons of great guests lined up. Uh, we've been knocking some really cool names out of the park. So much more to come. I can't wait for you guys to see them all. Uh, tonight's guest will be Griffin McCoy. You see it in the title. Very excited for this one. Uh, Kid is tearing it up on the scene. I'm a very big fan of what he's been doing. I've been seeing him uh, early uh, or on with uh, PPW, and then I've been seeing him all over the place at some brewery shows. He's been killing it at CZW. The guy's all over the place. I can't wait for you guys to learn more about him and hear his story. Uh, but without further ado, I just want to talk about our brand sponsorship, SVW, Suplex Vintage Wrestling. Guys, it has finally happened. A full store fully dedicated to vintage wrestling. They say it can never be done, but I've seen it with my own eyes. Suplex, Suplex Vintage Wrestling is a store curated by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. Located in South Street in the heart of Queen Village, their shop features the largest collection of vintage wrestling under one roof. Their selection includes the classic designs featuring your favorite wrestlers from the Golden Age, Attitude Era, Internationals, Indies, and more. And if you're tired of watching premium live events at home, SVW hosts the best watch party since your friend Kyle's birthday party when you were 12 years old. And if shirts and watch parties aren't your thing, let's not forget about their selection of figures, replica belts, trading cards, and from their shirts to shirts to hats and rare wrestling memorabilia. Jesus, having a stroke here. They are have something for every wrestling enthusiast out there. So what are you waiting for? Check them out at suplex.svw on Instagram or on their website, suplex.svw.com, and let them satisfy your nostalgia wrestling needs. Now, some people would pre-record that, but I'm practicing here too. This, this podcast is about my growth. So if I stumble and fumble, that's how I get better. Failure, you're every every man's success is standing on a mountain of his failure. So that's what I'm trying to go for here. But huge thank you to Suplex for keeping this going and keeping everything uh going for me here uh this this podcast would not be operating right now if it wasn't for their support so please go follow them on social media show them love i know uh we'll be talking ccw here in a little bit they just recently had a little bit of a hiccup where some people uh their one show couldn't happen i know suplex opened up their doors and said everyone come through and uh come meet your stars and let's get the let's get let's get them exposure so a lot they do a lot of cool things with not just the content space but the independent wrestling scene and they're super supportive uh so go show them love guests my guest links will all be linked below to support and show them love on their social medias as well as everything abj with merchandise t-shirts patreons and everything else you get to see these episodes a week early before everybody else on the patreon uh you can join us as little as a dollar or you could join the discord and i always say hey when these record we're live in the discord that you can join in and ask questions and uh and join in on the fun so without further ado let me bring in my guest tonight griffin mccoy what's going on bud Time. Not much for me. Oh, come on. You know what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? But you got the you got the Clark Kent thing going on. You're rocking some glasses. I didn't know that was you at first. Yo, I'm glad you I'm glad you said that. I know I was really coming in like uh you know, I, I actually just got done a workout. I am I'm not tired, I'm a little depleted because That's being a- tired is a mindset apparently and not a state of being so i just go by the words depleted nowadays but I love that. i'm doing good so i just i just hopped out the shower you know usually i throw on the contacts but uh no i'm 
I'm Clark Kennan today. Is it is it Griffin McCoy or, or not? You know, we, we have no idea. This we, we have, have no, no idea who this interview is. Uh, <laughs> but thank you so much for doing this. I'm very excited to have this chat. Uh, we've we've talked a lot backstage at shows. Uh, man, you, your work ethic, your grind, the way you conduct yourself. You, I, I, when I interview people, I interview people for one or two reasons. Uh, obviously, I'm clout chasing is the main thing. And, just, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and the others is no, I, I feel like a lot of people just see what you do in the ring. And that's why people say, hey, I want to interview this person or that person. But I, to me, it's more about your character. You could be the greatest person in the ring. But if behind this curtain, you're a giant piece of shit. Trust me, you won't be on this podcast. But no, you conduct oh, yourself. Yeah, you, you conduct yourself very well and you're just a good human being. And I and I and I just I'm, I'm excited to learn more about you. Yeah, for now. Yeah, for now until for now. You know, heel mode kicks in. Uh, and, I, and I and I want to yes. I want to make an apology for you. Um, I did not mean to get my home crowd against you immediately as soon as the show started. Uh, so they had a hat rumble uh, yeah. at the brewery show and you decided that you were going to wear a crab hat. And as soon as you came yeah. out, I chanted, he has crabs. Knowing that a school, that was me. I started that chant. <laughs> uh, no, I, I maybe you told me that, but I probably forgot. If I'd known that, I would have come on this. Yeah, yeah. That's you why I was coming up to me saying like, hey, you have crabs. I'm like, I'm like that's, a, that's, that's pretty disgusting. That's a yeah, pretty yeah. disgusting thing. But, uh, yeah, we're already here so it's well fun. i did degrade ourselves when i said it too i said well he is in school county so you probably got them while you were there what you did you know what yeah. i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's let's dive into this griffin what uh how did you fall in love well for people real quick who don't know uh you're an independent wrestler uh you work at pl many of places we'll, we'll get into those as we go uh but you've been in the scene now how long have you been uh have been doing this so I think the first week of November marks six years. Six years. Wow. Six years. Yes. I started senior year of high school when I, I'm like a week or two after I turned 18 and uh, I'm about to turn 24. So, you know, do the math. So that, that's six years right there. You're killing it. Killing it, man. So how, when did you fall in love with the world of professional wrestling? So some people watched on TV some people most people watch it on tv but for me it was a little movie called nacho libre and <laughs> that was the first time i like ever really saw professional wrestling in any sort of capacity you know like i'm the oldest between my, me and my brother and uh you know i think i had some cousins who watched it but you know like it's usually like an older sibling who like gets you into it and i didn't have that so I saw the movie Nacho Libre because at one point in time, Jack Black was the funniest man on the mother. He, he still is. He, he still is. And you can curse. And you he can still, curse. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so he was the man. I have Nacho Libre on DVD to this day. And I saw that movie. And, you know, I, I didn't even really process professional wrestling still at that point. But I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then ever since like I saw that movie, like you know, I I grew up in San Francisco, California. I live in San Diego, California. So like obviously that movie is about like lucha libre. And then growing up in California, like you know, obviously like there's a huge Latino influence. So like you know, people are always like selling like luchador masks. You know, like every kid had a Rey Mysterio backpack, and I don't think half of them even knew who like Rey Mysterio was. But like everyone had Rey Mysterio backpacks. And like, you know, like that started ever since I saw that movie, like I started to like 
see professional wrestling like more and more in like terms of like people just having merchandise or like I would go to the arcade and they had like a Royal Rumble game. And, uh, you know, I recognize like Dwayne the Rock Johnson from the Tooth Fairy. And I'm like, oh, yeah. like Oh, my God. Yep, yep. So I didn't really. I had like a really like backwards way of getting into it. Everyone I love it. Like, whatever, whatever, whatever gets you in, we, we accept yeah, it. But that yeah, is right? so. That's all. Do you own a lot? Nacho Libre mask. Yeah, I own two. I own two I actually. That. I have I that. one that's like a little more basic, and one that's like kind of shiny. So uh, I have. I have two. I have two Nacho Libre masks. You know, it's so good. I love that yeah, movie. I, is- I saw. It, I saw it a couple years ago. It still holds up. I, I've never seen it, but you know what? After tonight, I, I'm I'm going to make it a point to go watch it because yeah. because that is your introduction. So when when was your first time you watched a Raw or a SmackDown or a pay per view or like when's the first time you consumed it and who was the first like people you set eyes on besides Jack Black? <laughs> Jack Black. So it, or that Tooth Fairy guy. Or the Tooth Fairy guy. <laughs> I think the first time I ever. I started getting into it like around like 2009, 2010 it was like the first time I ever like figured out what channel it was exactly. So that's like the, I started to like catch like a little bit of it because like my parents, like they, they're like, like, what are you doing? Like it was more so my mom, you know, yeah. like come to find out, like when I started like really getting into wrestling, my dad was like, yeah, I used to love wrestling as a kid. Like I just never <laughs> really, uh, you know, I just never really brought it up and I'm like, like, all right, that's kind of weird, but okay. But, um, but yeah, like, Honestly, when Netflix came out and they started dropping like these best of like 2009 SmackDown, 2010, like kind of like that year or whatever, yeah. like that's when I really started like like consuming a whole lot of like WWE because like before that I like I catch like a segment or something or like a little bit of a match. Like I remember like John Cena wrestled Kane on Christmas one time and I was at like <laughs> every house like I'm like I'm like oh keep it on please and they're like like no we gotta watch the NBA game and I'm like come on man like see you see kane choking john cena to death like you want to watch that you know <laughs> uh, but yeah i was like when netflix came out and they had like these best ofs and then they had like um some like their dvd collections on it so like you know they had like the street fight i don't know if like y'all out there have seen that street fight compilation video dvd or whatever but if, if there was a street fight compilation they better have had gold dust versus roddy piper in there I think they did. I think yeah. they did. So they, were, the they, first, were they used the footage of the OJ car chase scene and said it was Roddy Piper chasing gold dust? I don't. They might have. That's they amazing. That's one of my favorite moments in wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> that's pretty crazy. I mean, I'm not going to lie. That's a little past my time. You know, yeah. I'm a go I'm back and research. It. It's a, you'll love it. it. You'll love it. Yeah. But I, uh, I have seen that. They had like the first match was, uh, Sergeant Slaughter versus Pat Patterson in the street. Okay. And that was brutal. Like they bled so much. They beat the absolute dog crap out of each other. And I was like, oh, this is this is crazy. And so, you know, it was kind of like those early videos, like uh, like Netflix like really got me into it. And then eventually I started like just like recording raw every like night, you know, because like my parents, they they wouldn't let me stay up that late or whatever. You know, I was like 10 years old. They're like, you can't stay up to eleven watching wrestling like crazy your dad's like secret like come downstairs come downstairs yeah yeah (laughs) um, my dad was always just kind of like you know like he would always like sit there like stand in the door like watch it you know just like casual like like oh you want to watch he's like oh i'm just watching and it wasn't until like i really started to like you know watch every week and you know i watch smackdown i watch raw you know i'd be watching any kind of wrestling i can find 
And that's when he was like, you know, I actually used to love wrestling as a kid. You know, I saw Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant like live, you know, a bunch of times. I'm like, like, like what? So it was around like nine, 10 years old where like I really started to get into it. And most people kind of phase out around that time, like, you know, like 10 to, you know, like teenage years. That was my attitude era, so I wasn't going anywhere. I phased yeah. out ruthless. I, I phased out ruthless aggression once. So once UFC hit on the map for me, or like right around my senior year of high school, like two thousand three, two thousand four, um, that's when I was like, I'm done with pro wrestling, and I I was gone yeah. for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone everyone kind of goes away for a second. Yeah, and uh, it wasn't like, you know, it was kind of like high school. Like I started like really get into it, you know, so much so that I started like backyard wrestling. You know, that's why. I was a backyard wrestler in high school, so it wasn't it wasn't super glamorous, but you know, like it was around that time I started doing backyard wrestling with you know you're you probably know these guys Ellis Taylor, Charlie Tiger, and Jordan Oliver. Yeah, uh, you I, know, I've I, heard of them. Yep, yep, you've heard of them. <laughs> heard of them. You know? Tiger. Every time I see him, I'm like, he looks like he can pass for the third young buck. Oh yeah, there's been many times, many <laughs> travels where like you know, you'll go to a random Wendy's or whatever fast food place you're going to and there'll always be someone working at the front going like hey do you know the young bucks <laughs> yeah yup and he's like you look like a young buck and he, he you can know, easily like, pat he's so crazy it's he's like the perfect mix between the both of them like he's yeah, so great exactly. yeah, it's nuts it's nuts you know the um do you know the what's it called they're like the walmart wrestler dudes yeah who, uh, yep so Funny story, WrestleMania, when they were in Tampa a couple of years ago, we were down at like the collective, you know, which is like a bunch of indie companies get together and run like their shows during the week. Those guys were there, the Walmart dudes. They're in the backstage area and like, you know, we're there and they go up to Charlie thinking he's Matt Jackson. <laughs> and he's like, are you Matt Jackson? And he's like, yup. And they were like, like, oh my God. Like, can we take a picture with you? And he's like, he's like, yup. And so they like took pictures and stuff. Do the like, autograph stuff. I don't need an autograph anymore. Oh, that would have been amazing. Yeah, but they were like, like are, you, are you Matt Jackson? He's like, yup, that's me, I would want, I would do that every time. Every yep, time. Yeah. No, he gets he gets he gets a lot. We like we pray we say yeah all the time, you know. So yeah, he's he's got many of people and he will continue to get many of people. Yeah. First time I seen him, I'm like, oh my god, that's the first thing. I think I seen him at a um settlement series show he came out for a settlement series show at yep. h2o and i was like holy crap <laughs> i yep. was like <laughs> but yeah so you guys started backyarding now were you guys now i, I this fascinates me because i talked to so many people who are backyarding so in my brain when i think backyard wrestling i just think like maybe gym mats with a tarp on top but then some mm -hmm. people are like no we had a full ring it's like so where did you guys lie were you like rope tied around a tree were you just wrestling out in a yard on grass were you on trampolines what was your setup so I've done it all, brother. You know, I've done, I started on a trampoline until we broke the trampoline from, from wrestling. And then I don't know if people out there, but like they have a high jump, like mats or pads, you know, mm -hmm. like when you do high jump, you involved and like, it's a big ass pad. We had one at our local high school and then we transitioned to that. And then at some point, like they removed that because it was like the end of the season or whatever. So we moved to, I've been on like a thin kind of just like gymnastics mat. I've also done, I have done a ring. So like, I want to let you know this. So I had a YouTube channel and, you know, we were all on it. We were all wrestling and it got kind of popular. 
And it got so popular that people within the backyard wrestling community started to contact us and book us to like travel and like do other backyard shows. So like, you know, that's how we met Jordan Oliver. You know, like we did a backyard show up in Newburgh, New York, and he had a ring, but it wasn't his ring, but it was like the, you know, the company back there for had a ring. It was a 10 by 10. It was a boxing ring, but it was put together like a wrestling ring. And it was, it was insane how small this thing was, but I was in that. Uh, I'm gonna blow, I'm gonna blow up this dude's spot real quick. I don't really care if I do. I don't know how he feels about it. But the first time I was ever in a real actual ring was uh, when I backyard wrestled for Myron Reed. You know, young young goat. Yeah. And, uh, he we drove down to Kentucky, and the first time I ever, he had a ring, and he was already he was already doing pro shows at the time. But you know, he was still like kind of in like that middle ground phase. And so, you know, that was the first time I was ever in a ring. It was like a 16 by 16. I think they got it from like high spots or something. And uh, that was the first time I ever like, you know, fell in the ring. That's my first time ever like wrestling or hitting the ropes was in uh, Myron Reed's like friend's backyard in Kentucky. I love that. So, and how so old are you when, when you're traveling over like all over the place and doing this? Uh, I think we started really traveling when I was 16. Jesus. So, yep, yep. I got my dad to drive us everywhere because I didn't have my license yet. And so we've dri- we've driven to North Carolina, we've driven to Kentucky, we've driven to New York, you know. We've That's uh so, we've your dad's my my favorite person ever. The fact that you're like his 16-year-old yeah. does does do you look does he look back on it now and like see how far you've come and what you've accomplished and and what you've done so far in the scene and be like, "Man, it was that was a good investment. Drive my kid to North Carolina at 16 years old." <laughs> you know, I know he does. He does. However, he's still an investor at this point. So I can tell he's a little like, all right, I'm still like, you know, helping him out with, cause you know, my dad's my, uh, I'm, I'm very blessed to have a great relationship with my parents. And like, they, yeah. like, at first they weren't very supportive, but, um, you know, but eventually like, you know, they saw how hard, like I worked for it and saw how much I was investing into wrestling. And, you know, like, that's just, that's just who I am as a person. Like, you know, if I'm going to do something like, you know, I'm going to give it everything that I have. And so once they saw that they were more with it, you know, and obviously you, you drag someone to drive you 12 hours to go wrestle in the backyard. They're like, Oh, this, this guy must like it a lot. You know, he must love it. Have, so, have your, have your parents had that moment yet where like they're at a show or they're out somewhere and they like wrestling comes up and your name has been brought up to them. And they're like, that's our kid. Has that happened yet? Not, uh, not with like strangers, but, uh, I mean, they bring it up to other people all the time, you know, like, yeah, my dad's always like flexing to like coworkers and stuff like it's like, Oh, you got sons? And he's like, Yeah, yeah, I do. And he's like, What they do? Like, oh, you know, one high school plays football, track, you know, one pro wrestler, and they're like, No way. That's sick. You know, yeah. so that's like that's one of his favorite flexes. But um but yeah, when like, I was people- when I was flying out of Germany, um yeah. I was through the airport and I think I was wearing I forget what shirt I was wearing, but I was definitely wearing a wrestling shirt. I just don't remember whose whose I was wearing. I think it was Adam Cole or MJF, I don't remember. And uh this is just recently and someone's like oh wrestling i was like yeah like what what are you doing in germany i said i I had a layover i actually just came from london and they're like our our neighbor like kid that we grew up like in our neighborhood is a wrestler and i think he's doing pretty well for himself i go who is it he goes i think it is he's he goes by jimmy lloyd and i was like you mean jimmy 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 fucking lloyd and they're like yeah like it was like his neighbors or something and they're just like talking him up like i'm like yo he's doing awesome for himself like he's <laughs> Jimmy Boy. Yeah, just random strangers oh. in an airport who's seen a wrestling yep. t-shirt and it was just like, we know this kid. Is he uh, how is he doing? I'm like, 
he's he's, he's a pretty big deal. He's doing well. He's a different boy. Yeah. <laughs> he, he ain't the same boy that you know. He's a different boy now. Yeah. Uh so, so I I don't know. I love when when people have those experiences where just like like, oh my god, like that's you know, Griffin McCoy, like, oh, that's our kid. Like, you know, because you got like I said, you've been doing it a long time, and for them to support you is super cool. Um, when did the the group start and how did the name come about? Was it just the bonding over the the backyarding and just sticking together as as like a, a little bit of a friendship group then and how like how did the name and all that come about? Yeah, you know, it really just, you know, this is really kind of an origin story in itself. So like uh so like you know, Ellis Taylor and Charlie Tiger, like, you know, I grew up like, you know, I was born in San Francisco, moved to San Diego. When I moved to Philadelphia, I was 10 years old. Charlie and Ellis both lived within a one block radius of like the first house. Like I lived at and like mm-hmm. the house I live in now is like another, just like two blocks over. But, um, so like I knew those guys and at first I used to fight those guys, not really Charlie, but like I've, I've, I've gotten to like real fist fights with Ellis Taylor, but then I joined the wrestling team. And they were like, oh, what's up with, like, why are you joining the wrestling team? I'm like, you know, I'm just trying to be, a, like, a WWE superstar one day. No big deal. And they're like, like, oh, really? Like, we are too. So, like, you know, obviously everything went away and, you know, we became best friends. Started doing the backyard wrestling thing. Met Jordan Oliver. We all clicked. Jordan ended up moving in with Ellis. And by that time, Jordan was already, like, you know, he'd already been on the indie scene for, like, a year. But um, he was the one who, like, actually got – me and the guys to start training at czw yeah so like you know like once i turned 18 he was like hey man like you know you're 18 now bro like you know you're gonna start becoming a pro wrestler or what and i was like you got me man so i just started going down with them and so we all showed up as a group together i mean they were already like going there for a little bit but i showed up with them and it was like you know like we're all best friends like it's it's hard not to so are yeah. you are you a Ninja Turtles fan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm. Right. I'm I want I want you to rank your group. Who's who? Who's the leader? Who's the brains? Who's the hothead? And who's the goofball? All right. So outside perception, and probably yeah, probably inside perception too. Jordan's probably Leonardo. Yeah. Even though he's ugly as fuck. <laughs> um, I'm a hundred percent Raphael. I can even see with that. what's going on, even what's going on with with us right now. You know, I'm definitely Raphael. Yeah, you uh, want that leadership um, role, and you want to take out you want to take out the self-proclaimed leader. Yeah, right. You know, who does he <laughs> think he is with his big yeah. swords? You know, <laughs> I got a couple kunai, yeah. and you know what? People are more scared of me than him. So, but uh, Charlie is definitely Michelangelo, no doubt, and Alice is 100 percent Donatello. I love you that. Know? I love that. <laughs> he is. He is the the mind of the group you know like the thinker the uh you know the more yeah i want to call him like you know he's he's a smart guy he's a smart yeah guy. Uh, yeah you know well donnie's also like the the level-headed one too he's always the one trying to keep everyone together and just like yeah can we just 100%. relax for a second and think about the situation yeah uh, a million percent he is that guy a million yeah. percent he is that guy how did, so. how did the name come about so all right i'll get i'll give this guy credit to dj hyde was the one who came up with the name young dumb and broke because that song by Khalid was really popular. Yes. And, you know, like, I think I was only, man, I was only like four months into training when he was like, all right, I want you guys to like, you know, be young, dumb and broke. You know, I think I had, I was like five matches in and he was like, uh, you know, I want you guys to like debut as a group on 
the main CCW shows. And at first, I think he wanted us to be like kind of like how the I don't know if y'all seen the Colleen music video, but it's it's essentially just like stereotypical like high school students, you know, mm-hmm. like there's a guy who plays football and there's a guy a girl who like does whatever you know yeah it's like the breakfast but, uh, club yeah it's like the breakfast club <laughs> like like we're not doing that and you know during that time uh soundcloud rapping was like huge you know i thought it was here to stay it is it's dead gone it's gone it's gone, it gone from <laughs> now everyone's tiktok it was a trend who would have known yeah yeah <laughs> but, uh, but yeah but during that time like you know like so popular and you know that was for like our age range too so like we really gravitated towards that and like hey like no we're gonna do like this kind of soundcloud rapper-esque like uh version of like you know what they want us to be so like you know it's not you know like young dumb and broke like it's young dumb and broke you know like Mm -hmm. it was it was our thing so like we were the one who like really had you know the real like say into what we really wanted to do you know and like we made a whole like vignette package for ourselves that we filmed with false finish productions up in new new york that jordan's known them for a while and they're really good at what they do but um we filmed it up with them we showed dj and uh he was like yeah i guess it's cool and like <laughs> <laughs> and then he had to have everyone else tell him like oh this is awesome so yeah. it's, like, oh, it's yeah. so crazy how uh how good that name fits in the world of professional wrestling, because usually in, in this space, when you're the young kid, you know, you're just the dumb kids who just rush through everything. And you, you're just spot guys. Like it's the spot monkeys. You got to jump and do your thing. Slow down. You're, you're going to either, you're going to go broke or you're, you're, you're going to kill yourself or hurt yourself. And yeah, it's, it's, it fits so well uh, for that style and what you guys do. It's, it, yeah. it is a, it, it's funny it came from the song, but it fits it fits the generation of that of where you guys are in your professional wrestling career. It's a cool stable name. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you know, it ended up working out. You know, so uh, but yeah, but that was kind of like we really had that like that say into like what we wanted to do. Yeah. And uh, you know, as soon as we debuted, like it kind of just was off to the not just only off to the races, but like fed to the wolves. You know, mm-hmm. like. You know, we really had to, uh, like, being a, being a young wrestler, you know, I'll, I'll explain this in layman's terms, you know, especially in the wrestling world. Like, uh, you know, it's kind of like any, like, any, you know, it's any profession. You know, you start at the very bottom. You eat shit. You like the taste of it. People are out to get you because you're young and you're impressionable. And, you know, you, like, the good thing is, is that we had each other to like rely upon and like Jordan was already kind of like a year, like a little bit ahead of us. So like he was already kind of like, you know, making his way. And, uh, but yeah, so like those first, like those early years, you know, brutal, <laughs> like it was I, good. It was good. And like, I, I couldn't was, imagine uh, being in this stuff. business and trying to forego it yourself without having a support. Like, honestly, I tell people now is get into the business and whoever you're going to train with or get those early years in with, get tight because yeah. the the part in the ring seem now i don't wrestle right but i i grew up an athlete i played basketball practices suck the game yeah. is the fun part getting oh, in yeah. between the ropes and doing and oh, yeah. going in front of the crowd is the fun part just don't get hurt and you're you're going to make your way through win win loss or draw you're yeah, going to exactly. get through it 
exactly. but it's the mental aspect of the business and the mental aspect of the grind of, am I good enough? Am I going to make it to the next level? Yeah. How, yeah. why is this person making it? I'm not. And just that depression yeah. and anxiety and imposter syndrome. But if you don't yeah. have a support system of people to keep you level headed, this business will swallow you up. It will. It really will. And especially too, like, um, so like nowadays it is like, uh, I'll, I'll say it again. I'll say it's a little trendy to be like a very young person, like getting a lot of opportunities in wrestling, like uh, over the past few years. And like, I think that's good. You know, you need youth, you need like new people, you like young people, like there's no reason, you know, like you have like guys like, like Nick Wayne, Leon Slater, Billy Starks, like, you know, all like Starboy Charlie, like all these really young people. But like, you know, like they when, almost they they missed that generation before them that I feel like should be getting the exposure. I said it, you didn't. <laughs> no, I, it's not even that. It's not even that. <laughs> you know, where everything happens for a reason, and everyone matures in their own way, and it all works yeah. out for the best in the very end. So, like, you know, you know, I love all those people too. Like, I'm same, known, same. I love Nick. Uh, actually, yeah. when I was in London, I watched Nick wrestle uh, Casey Navarro at Defy. It was so oh, cool. really. Yeah, oh, wow. I, I, to, to see people from the Northeast wrestle yeah. in yeah. London and being like, yeah, like, and loving yeah, both of them. Crazy. Yeah. And honestly, like, I was like, they were like, yo, Nick's so good. Like, I'm like, he is. I said, but have you seen this tag team partner from the States? Have you seen yeah. that group of people from the, like, I said, if you think yeah. Nick's good, like, there's our Northeast PA, I was telling everybody who would listen to me in London, I said, if you think like Nick's good, yeah. you just see where he comes from and the people who else wrestle in that group and the GCW kids and the CZW kids and just uh, that Northeast scene that's grinding. We yeah. are rich with talent. Yeah. And like, I, this will slightly diverge right now, but I feel like this yeah. is something I'm kind of like wanting to like Please talk do. about at any, at any point. So, it's funny. So like, obviously like there's a lot of young guys who are getting a lot of like shine right now. And then like, there's almost like this generation. It's not like a generation, but it's a little bit, it's like this sect of people and like this kind of like 21 to 25 ish, six ish range right now who were, who were right there pre pandemic, all like really coming up. The pandemic hits all momentum for everyone is killed for the most part. You know, some people like Jordan got to keep it alive because he wrestled for, you know, GCW and then like, you know, but it was hard for like a lot of this generation and like, but you're seeing these dudes like, you know, who might've been a little bit farther along right now. Like now it's like, you know, there's a lot of talent developing right now. So like at CCW, like myself, guys, like, like, you know, pretty much everyone on the roster. I'm not going to go through every, naming everyone, find out for yeah. yourself. Everyone tons, on the of, roster, tons of talented people, tons of talented people coming up. I'm wrestling at wrestling open all the time right now. Tons of talented people coming up right now. Like, you know, even at PPW, tons of talented people. Like on this like Northeast to New England kind of even down to like, you know, like Virginia-ish. Because I know plenty of dudes from there who are coming up to CZW who are like, you know, are starting to, you know, I can sound like, oh, this guy's going to be big one day. So mm -hmm. like, you know, I think just a matter of time and exposure for a lot of us to like really not have to go any, like not, not say not go anywhere, but like. For, for this scene of, like, Northeast to New England, because, like, you know, this has always been the epicenter of, like, the best wrestling, you know? Like, mm -hmm. people, like, Ring of Honor, like, you know, they would tour out there, but, like, they were always based on this eastern seaborn of, like, going up and down. You know, like, obviously, they would make people out to the Midwest and stuff like that, but it was always kind of this, like, you know, this chunk of America that has always been, like, where the best talent goes. And right now it feels like it's starting to develop back into that. 
but it's still coming out of this phase where like, you know, everything was just like scattered to the wind and everyone's just trying to find something to grab onto. But now that we're coming out of this pandemic, it's been a few years now. And like every, every, we're still recovering, you know, it's kind of crazy. We're still recovering, but you know, this scene is like, just, you know, it's going to be ripe before you know it, you know, it's going to be a juicy watermelon before you know it, you know, yeah. It's been sitting in the sun. It's been cooking up. Everyone's been working really hard. And like, you, you know, you look at what's on TV right now between AEW and WWE minus Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton are just the, the, that's the three names I'm thinking at the top of my head. The rest from the bottom to the top are all for the most part, cut their teeth, the Northeast wrestling, the NXT, the, the before even NXT, the, 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 the ROHs, the, the CZWs, the GCW, exactly. they, they, that's all. And like, you're like how you just said that group of people now is that next wave. Like yes. in five, 10, 15 years, when that generation that's on TV now goes up, you guys yep. are the next ones filling in. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And you know, it, it really is. Cause you know, like we were saying earlier, like it is a huge mental game mm-hmm. you know like it's for wrestling and uh I, hell i was even seeing a clip of uh booker t on uh chris van bleet's podcast talking about like hey like this business goes in circles you know like not every time is gonna be your time and like you know you got to know like when to enjoy and like when to whatever you know it's always a grind but like you know it's kind of this thing of like like right now it's like all right like you know we're all trying to like get to where we need to be as fast as possible because like, you know, it's a marathon, but at the same time, like, you know, all of our bodies are, are jacked up. We're all resting all the time. You know, we're all going hard in the paint. Like, you know, you feel it, you know, and like just being in life as well, just seeing how like life is progressing for not just yourself, but people around you, people, you know, and like, you know, it just feels like you have no time whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like I, I should have been there not yesterday, but last week. Like that's the feeling. So yeah. I yeah. I remember when you first came in the door of PPW. I don't I, I I don't the brass that are there. I don't I wasn't I, I know Paul was very high on you. Paul seen you before and he was very high yeah. on you. And I just remember people being like, Well, who's this guy coming? I'm like, this kid's like the deal. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, yo, he's been grind like because like I was very fortunate enough that I, I bounced around a lot, and a lot of people in promotions kind of just get stuck to their one promotion and then they don't really see until they come in. And yeah. I just remember you coming in. Uh, that was the, the cool part about that was too. That was the first time I seen you outside of your group where you were kind of like you ventured out on your own and forged your own path. Yes. And I think you've been doing a, a beautiful job at a promotion like PPW, really making a name for yourself there. Yes, yes. No, PPW has been a huge blessing. Like, like from the bottom of my heart, like I love PBW to death. I love Tony. I love Paul. I love all the people who wrestle for there because I've gotten some incredible opportunities at PBW. You know, like some banger matches too. Yeah, I've had some. I've had some awesome matches. I've got to wrestle some great people. You know, like I have been able to, you know, really grow as a wrestler uh, at PBW. And like I miss there. I of course was not able to wrestle out there. 10th anniversary show but i'm gonna be at their shows for the rest of the year so you know sorry yeah. we're locked up i'm locked so here's up. here's a quick question i'm not sure how i had a tiptoe around this because i don't know where it lies on the on the scale but like it you you've become a, a player at czw right you guys yeah. have all been czw kids and then jordan goes on and becomes he's become a player gcw now yes. there's i guess history between oh, the yeah. two yeah, there so is. so how does it how does it feel to be both 
lead, like upcoming stars in two companies that didn't always see eye to eye or don't see eye to eye, but you're both friends working in there. And like, are you guys, cause I always say too, like, I love both companies and I, I hope the day comes where they can kind of like talk, you know what I mean? Or, or, and I honestly, I can, I, when people say like, will that bridge ever be built again? I, I, I personally, even though everyone says no, I personally say yes. And I think the way it gets done is you and Jordan. I truly do. I think if you guys keep grinding the money and the way you guys are telling this, this story or how you really hate each other, you know what I mean? Pull the curtain back. I, I, yeah. But I, I think for the good of the business, I think you're both of your grinds and representing each company and, and using that as part of the, 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 the momentum. I, I, they're, you guys are doing something bigger at work than just professional wrestling here. Yeah, no, I feel that way too. And uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, ugly over there feels the same way. And, uh, but no, like, especially too, like, um, if you look at wrestling as a whole, the history of it, like, yes, companies are like, you know, WWE, whatever you want to call it. Like mm-hmm. that is like, you know, that is wrestling to a lot of people. But like, you know, if you look at the whole thing, you know, like the business itself has been built off of the wrestlers and not just the wrestlers, but the rivalries and, you know, the rivalries that and the, the storylines that come from those rivalries. But it really starts with two guys or two groups of two guys, whether it's a tag team, but it's usually with these insane storied feuds that have built over years and have been you know gone through twists and turns and dips ducks dives and dodges you know so i think right now like you know i'm gonna be tied to this guy jordan oliver for my whole life because i already have been you know and at some point we're probably gonna kiss and make up and then one of us is gonna kick the other in the dick and then <laughs> and probably yeah. you kicking him in the dick. That's yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, you know a, little, a little too rich, a little too famous. Kick the other one in the dick, and you know what? And we'll, we'll be fighting again. You, and- you, and Jordan are going to be the. I, I would say like the, the the rivalries you think of is is your Kevin Steens and your Sammys, right? They were yep. that of of yep. the old ROH that transferred to TV. Then you have your Wheeler and you have your uh, Garcia, who yep. have been tearing it up on the indie scene and they they've been attached to each other yeah you you and you and jordan are that next wave yeah no we are that next wave i have no doubt in my mind especially like you know we had our match at jcw and like you know i love jcw and i love wrestling on there but like obviously you know like 1 p.m after a gcw saturday night pay-per-view on a sunday is a little bit of a it's a little bit of a, a dead zone a little bit but mm-hmm. everyone who saw that stream, like, you know, they get good views on their streams and, like, all the people there, all the fans who are there enjoyed it as well. But, like, you know, that was just the start of, like, what's I mean, you guys kill each other inside of a brewery. I, yeah, I, I yeah, exactly. That, that, that was kill, awesome to see. Yeah, we kill each other inside of a brewery. People are already like, like oh, wow, I didn't know it was going to be like this. And then we had our match. You know, we had, like, a 25-minute main event. And, you know, we had a lot of people were calling that, like, you know, match of the year on the independent scene so you know like that's cool i guess but um but you know like like i knew that everyone there who was there and then watched it like they felt what was to come you know like they like you know they were there to witness a moment you know a moment and not just 
a moment in, in wrestling history, you know, where like they're gonna like look back on this in a few years and they're gonna be like, wow, like this is like I was there when I feel yeah, the same way at IWTV 100 with Garcia and Wheeler Yuta yeah. when they wrestled for in yeah. an Iron Man match for 60 minutes in Tremont's yeah. oven. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's just going to be one of those, you know, another one of those things. And, you know, like what's even better for everyone else for the, for the pain fan is that me and Jordan have like this entire backstory of like, you know, like I've known this dude since I was 16 years old. He's given me everything that I've needed in professional wrestling. But at the end of the day, you know, how we all probably get with an older brother figure, you know, like I want what you got, dude. And you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to beat the shit out of you to get it. I don't care. I love you it. Know? Like it's fine. It's fine. I'm going to take it from you. And then at one he, point he might take it he, back from me, but we'll see about that. You guys are you, like he gets and I listen. I'm I'm guilty of it. I I say it all the time. I said people people get compared to the next Shawn Michaels, and a lot name gets thrown around a lot. And uh, I think Jordan is that next guy. But you you you're the mirror universe. You're the Marty gonna throw Shawn through the window. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I like I like to think of myself as more of a Brett. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'm more of a Brett. No, you're you know? you're way more entertaining than Brett. 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 Brett was very good in the ring, but everything else out of that, he was boring. That's why I wasn't yeah. a Brett guy. <laughs> <laughs> Brett. Brett sucked at being yeah. a heel too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I like I love Brett Hart, you know, but I you know, I love Shawn Michaels too. You know, I'm yeah, saying? yeah. <laughs> Do, they're both they're both the goats at the end of the day yeah. you can't you can't say one's better than the other they're both they're both important to professional wrestling oh yeah um, who are some people in your short time that you've worked that uh were really really influential to you are i always say like the light switch moment right when you're when you go through all these moments and you're like oh it clicked what was that moment for you in wrestling and who who was the person you're working where things just kind of came together for you the first person that i ever wrestled that like really like changed everything for me as a wrestler is uh fred yeah high when czw came back in i would think it was october 2021 and we had the first show back i was the main event and i was wrestling fred yeah high and like fred yeah high is a very underrated guy and you know I, i'm not gonna go into all that but anyone who knows fred yeah high knows this dude is like a world-class wrestler who is like super talented and is a super gritty tough sob and he does not wrestle like anyone i have met you know what i'm saying especially like nowadays like it's like like he is not his style is like not anything i've ever seen and so wrestling him in the main event of the first ccw show back like that was my first singles main event ever you know, maybe I've done a couple on Dojo. I've done a couple on Dojo Wars, but like this is like the first like, like the pressure was on. You know, and especially wrestling a guy like Fred Ye High, like I did not know how it was gonna go. To be honest, I was I'm a very confident person because of like you know the work I put in to make sure I'm always bettering myself. But even so, you get to these moments, these pivotal points in your life, and you're like, you know, I don't know if you ever seen The Sopranos. But uh, when Paulie has this like dream and about like, you know, about big puss like getting shot and he sees him like when he's dead, he's like, when it's my turn, will I stand? And he's talking about like, you know, like big pussy want to get like he, he wanted to sit down and then he got like killed, you know, like like a big pussy. And so, <laughs> you know, like, you know, that, that was, I love that show. 
but but regardless it's kind of the same thing like you know that was my moment of like man like will i be able to hang you know i've already talked all this stuff i'm calling myself the top guy like i think i'm hot shit you know i think i'm gonna be the greatest thing ever but like if i don't if i don't pull this one out the bag like i'm cooked you know like yeah i'm cooked czw's cooked like you know it's all just it's gone so but luckily you know i didn't win but like you know i i proved that like you know I'm not too, I'm not too delusional and yeah. we put on a phenomenal match. And, you know, like I earned, you know, some respect that night from all the people who are watching all the people who saw that match. And, uh, you know, that was like the first time, like, you know, like everything was just kind of like, like, okay, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I think I could do this, you know? Yeah. So like I got to wrestle him, I got to wrestle him again. And, uh, you know, but also too, he also taught me how, hard it is to like be able to be in like the main event you know not just with like the mental aspects or whatever but like i'm talking about like really being able to physically wrestle in a main event you know like when you're going out there and you and this dude are gonna go 20 plus minutes and you are going to beat the shit out of each other you are going to fly off the top rope spill to the floor you know, get dumped on your head, like, you know, get rocked. Like he taught me what it is to like, you know, and like, even just to have the cardio, like, I don't think wrestlers talk enough about like how physically tough it is to do a wrestling match, but like, it is the most, like you are using every muscle in your body at all times, you know, like there is no break, you know, even Especially when if you push a pace, like you do in a match. Yeah, yeah. When you're pushing a pace in there, like, you know, like, cause, you know, I'm, that's, that's how I go. I push the pace for better or for worse. I push that pace. And, you know, he really taught me, like, like, oh man, like, if I can't just waltz in here and think I'm going to go out here and be putting on like these crazy main events, like, I need to like seriously buckle down, focus on my cardio and conditioning, focus on my strength training. Like, I need to make sure I'm like the best athletic version of myself possible and like he was the first person who like really like made me know like like, hey man like it ain't sweet out here you know like all these people in the main event you know like they are they are working their asses off especially after a like a great show you know like Mm -hmm. like you gotta do everything in your power to deliver so like that he was the first guy to like really like you know like give me that hard lesson yeah you know always credit to one well, we talked earlier about the PPW thing and how how uh, how I feel like that really was a, a place for you that you shined uh, outside of your stick your group and your stable and really forged your own path. Um, I'll, uh, I was laughing the whole time because you said big puss and I was like I because I rem- I think <laughs> one of the first people I've ever done commentary with where you cursed on a live microphone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that? Yep. Yes, I do. Who was it? Yes, is it I Killian? Do. You called Killian a pussy on my on. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I man, that was awesome. That was so crazy. I just remember like instantly being like, "Oh shit, I should not have said that." Oh, I, lo- I, was, I loved it. Like, just being like, "Oh, me my and Paul God. just lost it." Like we, yeah, he didn't care at all. Fine, you know. Well, like, that 
that was a moment for me too because you were hurt. You you tweaked your knee if I'm on the or your foot I, or something. I smashed my heel. I was at training. I like I obliterated my heel. I had a bone chip in it. Like it, I just I could not stand. I was yeah wearing someone's crutches. You know just yeah. So like, but you you, know. you came probably a two hour drive for or an hour and a half yeah. for, you know yeah. to come to a promotion that you physically couldn't work but yeah. still made yourself seen, made yourself heard did whatever you could to be a part of the show. And uh, for me, I was like that, that's so something like some yeah. people are like, Oh, I can't make it. I'm hurt. I can't wrestle. So I'm not going to be there. You're like, no, like yeah. I'm part of this brand. I'm part of this team. I'm going to be there. And, yeah. and it helped elevate that rivalry and that story you were doing there. Uh, and, and, and PPW at the time, man, was going through a transition where they had Casey Navarro who was like, Oh, you have an outside name, bring him in. Casey's going to knock Casey's going to knock it out of the park. You had, and then Casey went on and is killing it in other places and, 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 and left that void open. Then we had Axon Andretti come in and yep. he was that guy, put a name yep. in front of him. He's going to light it up. Yep. And then Action Andretti goes on to do other things. Yep. And then I feel like we always had the facade. We always had the bro Kellers. They were in the title picture, but we didn't have that guy in the middle of the card to steal a show. And you became that guy, that, yep. that Casey Navarro, that Action Andretti to come in and be like, oh, you got this guy. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, um, who was one of the one of the first names you worked there? Um, oh, shit, 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 shit. Uh, did you work VSK? Was it VSK? Nah, I, I was supposed to have – I was supposed to wrestle Josh Woods one time in a singles match, but his okay. fight got canceled. But I've, okay. been, in, I've been in a lot of uh, – Fatal four ways, to be honest. You know, yes. I was in a fatal four way with Davy Richards. That's there was Davy Richards, and you and Richards showcased yeah. very heavily in that. Yes. Yeah, me and Davy Richards. You know, whatever. I don't know, man. You know what's going on? Yeah, outside but, of wrestling, whatever happened happened. I wasn't there. It. You know what I mean? But in the ring, that guy brought it. And in and the you, ring, uh, that guy, crazy bro, one of the best yeah. of all time. And like he was a he is, was a huge influence on 15-year-old Griffin McCoy. His, his training seminar before that show was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. A word? I, I, yeah. I, was, I went he to the literally, whole, uh, He was putting Murphy. people in submissions and essentially was just like, oh, here's how you do the submission in a wrestling match. And then if someone gets crazy, here's how you break their leg. And he just oh, moved his elbow yeah. in. And they're like, ah! yeah. scream. <laughs> yeah, I still went to that one. Shit. Yeah. Man. But yeah, but that was too cool. I got I traded chest kicks with Davey Richards, you know, like that was probably the one of the highlights of my life, you know. So that was pretty cool. I got to wrestle uh Dante Martin in a fatal four way with actually with Jordan Oliver and actually yep. Dredd. And we had a crazy match in that. That one. match was uh, awesome. Yep. yep. I got to wrestle Chris Bay in a fatal four way. Were you in the were you in the multi man match with uh Brian Cage? No. No, I wasn't. Everybody was in that match. It was like a hundred people in that one. It was supposed to be a one on one and then turned into a multi man. Those yeah. cards changed so much the day of. They were that yeah. was a fun that was a fun promotion. That kept you on your toes. Yeah, wrestling, man. This is, this is how it goes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but in our in our Discord, we have a question because we are getting close to the end here. Uh, Hunter has two questions for you, and then we have the uh, sponsored question. What would you say? I know we talked about your Jordan rivalry and a little bit here and there, but what would you say is a rivalry besides that one that stands out as your favorite and one that you would tell people to go and seek out and watch? So we we just talked about this guy, but me and Action Andretti had a series of matches from um, – Man, I know we started. I think our first match that was on CZW was maybe some somewhere in 2022. Somewhere in 2022, we
we had we started having like these string of like matches from like I think it was end of winter going into like spring. And I think we even wrestled like earlier in 2021 as well. It was like kind of like when CCW first started coming back, like, you know, I wrestled Freddie yeah, a couple of times. I wrestled JD Drake a couple of times. And then I started feeding with action and Dreddy. And we had like a series of matches where, you know, we had like one match at, a, at an outdoor event in, in Maryland. You know, that was super cool. And then we did another match where we had a time limit draw. I think it was like a 15 minute time limit draw or something like that. But we had an incredible match there. And then we did a 30-minute Ironman match as, like, our blow-off match. And we went, you know, the full 30 minutes, and then we went another, like, 15. So we had, like, a 45-minute match. And uh, I won, of course, because you know what time it is. But, but yeah, but, like, that is a guy where, like, you know – because, like, soon after that, it was, like, a couple months, he got signed to AEW. And now he's, like – And he beat Chris Jericho. Bro, yeah, I want. Great. I was on. I was on a live stream on another content creator tantalizing Tony, and I remember watching it. And I remember it was. It was in Texas or something crazy. It wasn't even in the Northeast. It was like Midwest, West Coast. I think it was Texas though. And I remember they panned the like. It, he didn't even. He didn't get an entrance. They just like Jericho comes out and they kind of pan the. I'm like, that's Action Andrade. Like, yep. and Jackson's gonna wrestle Jericho. Yep. And then it goes to first commercial. And then it's just about to go to the second commercial and he kicks out of a code breaker. And then he comes back from commercial and he kicks out of the walls. And I was like, he's going to beat Jericho tonight. And everyone's like, no, he's not. I'm like, this just reeks of why would he go this long? Why would he kick out of all these? The crowd is going crazy. The, yep. the, they're behind him. And then he, and he won. I was like, oh my God, he just got signed to AEW. And I was like, yep. couldn't have not happened to a nicer guy. <laughs> Oh, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't say that. Action and Dreddy in real life is a is a bit of an asshole. But you know what? I love that dude. I'm not gonna make. I'm not gonna sit here and act like Action and Dreddy. You know, that's my boy. That's my yeah. guy. I love him. He's a good dude at heart. You know, he's not, yes. he's not a piece of garbage. But uh, that dude in real life, man. You know, one day he's gonna kick Darius Martin in the dick. He's gonna <laughs> kick him right in the dick, and. He's gonna start being the real action and ready, and the real he's action. So, he's gonna be really good at it too. He's a charismatic guy, but he's a bit of a douchebag. And yeah. you know what? I'll you know what people are gonna love him and hate him for that. And it's funny because when he was first a PPW, he was a heel, and but everyone liked him, and he was like, yep. "Shit, I have to be a babyface here because he's." Yep. Yeah, but he's a good heel. He's a really good yeah, heel. Because he's he's a he's a fucking asshole. In real life. But he's, he's not a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. He's no, not like he's, a, just, he's not, he's he's not a bad in the dick. Doing like bad things out here, but you know he's just like you know. Hey, one day people are gonna see. They're gonna see that guy. But you know, but <laughs> we were like like you know, Gambit able to like wrestle him because like we were both kind of in the same place of like we're just trying to like we're trying to do whatever we got to do to like get some eyes on us. Yeah. And we started having like these like incredible matches where we were feuding with each other. And uh, like that's something where you can go on Premier Streaming Network, which is the same thing that PPW is on. And, Are they uh, on Premiere now? Or they're not, they're not on Fight anymore? Yeah, they're on Premiere now. I don't think they're cool. on Fight anymore. But yeah, but I think you still find, yeah, I think yeah. you still find PPW shows on Fight, but I think yeah. they're just, they just moved all their new shows to Premiere. The, listen, if you're into professional wrestling, independent wrestling, and you want to f- watch, there's, th- there's three programs you get. And there's no, there you get Premiere because uh, yep. it has everybody. You get, yeah. uh, fight tv because you get all that great stuff with gcw yep. and house of glory yep. and all that awesome stuff and then you get iwtv and that yep. i believe all czw's on that right no czw is not on there however 
maybe it'll be soon. Okay. I thought they were on IWTV. At least they were at one point in time, right? They probably were at one point in time, you know, something, you know. Wrestling. 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 But I, yeah, man. They might be on that very soon. Where where can you watch CZW now? Is this all on YouTube? Premier Streaming Network. Oh, it's on Premier Streaming Network as well? Okay, cool. There you go. Yep, yep. I just wrestled at the Premier Streaming Network Showcase, Wrestling Showcase, this past And that's the Freddie Prince Jr. company, right? Yep. Yeah, yep, uh, three so. legacies is also on there. We talked about a previous episode yep. with uh, with with uh, uh, Ricardo Rodriguez. His promotions on there. It's a great service. Yeah. Go grab it and I'm watch independent wrestling. There. You know, I think they have House of Glory on there as well, along with having it on Fight TV. But you know, they oh, they, wow. they have like a lot of companies on there. Get you it. Know, wait for that puppet, baby. Uh, so. la- next question here. You said you go to the gi- you went to the gym today before the podcast. It might be an offbeat question, but I have to ask: What is your favorite music to gr- to train to? Are your favorite mu- music group to train to? I think it's Muscle Group. Uh, yeah. All right. What is your favorite yeah. Muscle I, Group I to my, train? Oh, there you go. Sorry. Yeah. I'll do both. I'll do both. I got my glasses on. I can. Yeah, yeah. I can read. Yeah. I'm. A, so, I'm just um, dyslexic. That's my problem. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I talk for a living and don't write or read. Yep. yep. But uh, so my favorite. So like, you know, my my taste in music changes. All the, I mean, I love all kinds of music. You know, I love all kinds of music, even country. Like. I'm, I'm loving. Yeah, no, no. I'm telling you, hey man, the kids these days love country. Tyler Childers, Zach Bryan, you know, like they they love these guys. But uh, but yeah, those are good. But right now, I'm listening to man. I'm I'm honestly listening to like like new school rap. You know, right now, like you know, if you got if y'all younger people out there know like ddg and like la tyler you know like i'm listening to those guys for a minute though, i was on a kick of like uh like mid 2000s to late 2000s rock so okay. like you know like nickelback and, uh, <laughs> jesus you, know, you are you are full heel here yeah yeah no i love you i love yo nickelback pearl jam i used to hate those as a kid i love them i listen to them all the time now. i can't stop listening to emo music i just listen like early 2000s emo all day long oh, yeah yeah but it's great for the gym but my favorite muscle group to train i used to hate doing i used to avoid this like everyone does legs but now i think my legs are like my best asset you know i love training arms and all that kind of stuff and got those got those quads baby yeah i got i'm not gonna stand up you know <laughs> I'm gonna stand up and show them off to you right now because that would be obscene yeah but, um but yeah, no, like, you know, I love training legs. Actually, I hurt my knee a little bit. It's fine. It's nothing serious. But uh, but yeah, no, I love training legs, you know. Like I squat like 355 pounds, you know, I'm a beast, dude. Like, you know, I I I got I got a big squat, you know, I got big quads and a big old booty. There so, it is. You know, I got a badonka donk. So all I'll all, all training those legs to just kick Jordan Oliver in the dick one day. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Just kicking, you know, because you need that, you need that. Dick kicking power, man. You know, <laughs> it, it comes from the legs, comes from the hips. You know, got yeah. explosive hips. So, yep. but yeah, I love training that. And I will say a close second though is um, maybe maybe specifically my triceps. I have I'll, I'll pop off the tricep meat. It's not it we're bad lighting. I'm not pumped at all. Don't yeah. You know, it's the lighting. It's it's all lighting right now. Yeah, it's all lighting. You know, like it's I don't have a great camera. If I had your camera that you got, you know, I, I'd yeah. be looking right now yeah but um i see it in person crazy tries in person yeah yeah, yeah. you know I'm, I'm pumped up i look sick so yeah but yeah i love training the triceps and uh obviously legs legs are great 
Love that. Love that. Uh, uh, last question, our, our sponsored question, Hunter. Uh, logos by Hunter. He does a lot of the stuff for me. If you check out my merch page, he does so many logos to get my name out there and help me make some, make some money for this time, oh, yeah. these trying times. Uh, if you need a logo, he's amazing at logo spoofs or anything like that. Hit the guy up. Logos by Hunter on Instagram as well as in uh, Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it now. But his question is, if, if you could write a, a letter to a younger Griffin McCoy, what would that letter say? get on the gas dude i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding um now i would tell young griffin mccoy uh hey man uh you're not gonna get anywhere by not busting your ass and like you know i've always busted my ass but like you know when i was when i first started like you know i got a lot of opportunities very young and I wasn't, while I was, you know, hustling to get to shows and get on bigger things and do all that kind of stuff, like I wasn't training as hard, you know, I was, I was in the gym, but like, I wasn't, I didn't invest into a lifting program. I didn't invest into a nutrition program. You know, I didn't invest in like, you know, seeking out knowledge about how to be a better athlete and like all that kind of stuff. I was just kind of like, you know, gallivanting with my friends. So the thing I would tell myself is like, Hey, do all these things you're doing right now. But to be a real pro wrestler and to like really get where you want to get to, like, you know, you need to invest. If the sooner you invest into this stuff, all those things you want to do, they're going to come even quicker. So, you know, that's the one thing I would say. And that's, that is great for all these young pro wrestlers. I say it every time I get the chance, but buddy, meet your friend called Jim and hit that guy every single day, you know, get on a weightlifting program, figure out how to count calories and get your protein in because it's not just for aesthetics because you know you, you're gonna like the way you look i guarantee it but you know it's also for your body it really is just for your body you have to develop a strong callous body in order to endure being a professional wrestler and going through the long haul you know i'm only six years in i got a host of injuries you know what i'm saying they're gonna happen regardless but like you know from you know all the times i've accumulated injuries like in talking with like you know my sports doctor and all that kind of stuff like you know the way i've been able to like not be out on the shelf is that i'm already strong you know i'm already like you know working out consistently i'm already like you know making sure i have good cardio and good nutrition and all that kind of stuff so like you know injuries are going to come just like how it is with any sport but you need to make sure you're investing in yourself investing into your body investing into nutrition so that's what i would write to myself and i will always preach to every young wrestler coming up right now i love it well listen griffin thank you so much for doing the podcast you you are one of my favorite people i hope i hope once i get my shit together i can come out to more shows and support you and see you at places like ppw and czw uh very very soon we're getting there we're, we're grinding but i uh, appreciate you taking your time out and coming to tell your story I, i'd love to have you back soon maybe season two we'll have you come back on and talk uh you're very you're very uh six years in is a long time to do something but you're still very young and a lot of time to go and like i said uh, I think you're going to be one of those guys that we're going to be talking about in, in, in another 10, 10, six, six to 10 years where you're going to be the future of this business and somebody we watch on TV on a regular basis. And, and uh, I think you're talented enough and have a good head on your shoulders and you'll get it done. Um, check the links below for all things Griff McCoy. Go support him, grab some merchandise and uh, follow him on social media. Tell him you listened to it. You heard this podcast and comment on there and let him know what you think. And uh, we'll see you guys next time for the ABJ podcast. We're out of here.
for uh, we'll see you next time for episode 88. Here's some music by the Converse Kid. See you soon.